Welcome to After Further Reveal. What is going on, everyone? Episode 31 of After Further Review coming on the heels of an awesome live stream. And I hope you guys enjoyed that if you were there. If you haven't yet, you can catch it on YouTube. It's still up and it'll be up. Um, but we just we had a blast doing it and we're definitely going to do lives uh, in the coming future. But how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. Officially, officially bought my first home. So pretty pumped about that. A lot of cleaning and some yard work to learn and accomplish over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, Chase will be up at some point here soon to get some painting done. But yeah, I'm doing fun. And I, I'm still just riding the high from last week, boys. That was by far the most fun episode yet. Yeah. We literally went in cold with never have done anything live whatsoever. Usually have to edit a bunch. And it came out fantastic. I've already listened to it two other times. Like, just it went well we're definitely gonna have to do it again yeah i agree i can't wait to do it yeah no it was a blast and it was fun to interact with everyone uh while we were doing it and um that just that made it really cool just to have people like live there watching it so that was definitely a neat experience and we're gonna continue that because we all like you guys said enjoyed it yeah for sure so we got to tap tonight ben so to start we're gonna we got a couple uh drop a comment questions we do that sometimes on instagram and you know, if you drop something, we'll talk about it on the podcast. So we got a couple of those we'll start off with. Um, week one right around the corner. So we got to obviously talk some NFL and uh, just, you know, talk some MLB and maybe throw in a random box score before we're done. All right. So two questions uh, right off the bat. One was from Kate, uh, your sister, Ryan. Oh, shout out to my sister who also, she bought her first home a few months ago. Um, her and her boyfriend have been completely renovating oh, a good awesome. chunk of it, the kitchen getting a bunch of new furniture and stuff in there. And I'll be down there later this month to check it out. But shout out to my sister for reaching out. I know she's become a pretty big Philly fan herself. And yeah, what she said, yeah. I'm excited to hear. So uh, she she just asked him a question and asked what our fantasy teams were looking like. Oh, okay, Kate. So, here's... so for anyone that doesn't know, we had our draft. So, so the big draft on yeah. Friday. We had our big draft Friday and Chase and I had our family draft Monday and I I made the mistake last week of saying it was a 12 team because no, like our league, then it's a 14 team league. So, you know, by round eight, I just don't know who I'm picking. Yeah, it was deep. It was a really long one. Yeah, 14 team leagues, two 14 team leagues for you guys. That's that's a lot. So personally for our league, I'm I'm okay with it. There was a couple guys I wish I'd gotten or wish they fell to me, um, but I'm okay. It's hard to hard to figure out before the season starts. Yeah, just running down my list here real quick. I'm really bad at drafting rookies because I just I like drafting people I know, which ends up being a bunch of old heads. And just like really quick, uh, this is why I think I have the oldest team in the league: Derrick Henry, OBJ, Kamara, Adam Thielen, Zeke, Zach Ertz. Like these are just some guys that could all be <laughs> two years ago. It's a money team. Yeah, <laughs> you're winning a championship. Week eight, like three of them might be on the IR. <laughs> I drafted Russell Wilson in both my leagues. I really think he's going to have a much better year. I also sit on QBs, so I missed out big time there and had to go with him. But overall, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind my team. Yeah, I picked early, so I had the back-to-back almost picks, which was kind of annoying. Overall, I think it was okay. And like you were saying, Ryan, about the rookies, I feel like I usually tend to overvalue rookies. And this year I only took one and it was with my second to last pick. 
So not that I don't think any of the rookies this year are going to be good, but I feel like I just, there's so many times where it takes like a little bit of time for them to kick in. And I don't know, I feel like it was like burning me in the end. So different strategy for me this year. Yeah, that's what I feel like I always do. Last year I had a lave and that one worked out, but a lot of times it hasn't worked out well. I did. I do have Anthony Richardson as my starting quarterback. Little sus, but I also know even if he doesn't have a good like statistical NFL game, he might have a really solid fantasy game. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm relying on. And I got some like potential rookies on my bench um, that could break out, but in my starting lineup, that's the only one. Receiving yeah. core is looking nice. You got Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans. He'll have a decent year with Baker Mayfield. Hoping for maybe a Michael Thomas bounce back. Ben, yeah. I, saw, I saw you draft him in this league. So what do I do? I turn around my family and I <laughs> picked him up and also dropped the comment, Michael Thomas, comeback season. But I also picked up Sky Moore and Tony, who are on my bench. And we'll see with uh, Kelsey potentially not playing. Who knows where Mahomes is going? Yeah, and they're, they, their wide receiver group is like, there's a lot to shake out there. There's a lot of people who could really take over being – the number one guy. Yeah, so. and it's hard to know because I feel like Mahomes will he might just get everyone the ball. So it's I like I remember McCole Hardman and it would be like he could have a game where he's like one catch, sixty yards in a teeter, and then like not show up for three games. Yep. Yeah. Uh one guy who I targeted a lot in all my drafts was Calvin Ridley because oh. this year from suspension in Jacksonville now. And I feel like he's just going to go insane. Like last year, they had Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Engram go off. And I feel like now that Ridley's even better receiver than all three of those guys, he can really put up some good numbers. Yeah, no, he's a really good talent. So that's, that's a good pick. Yeah. Where, did he, where was he at around usually? Um, He was in like people's like third to fourth picks usually. Okay. Yeah. But I took him, I think I took him with my third pick actually. So you know that offense is going to be airing the ball out so yeah so it was a guy I definitely wanted to target and maybe thought that people because they didn't see him a lot last year would just for, totally forget about him okay thank you for the the question and we had one more question from Matt Catroco so Matt appreciate the question and he asked if we would consider watching and betting on the premier lacrosse league championship um question number one I have is when is it that that's not a good start but but considering the follow, I know Matt knows a ton of guys and coaches in the league. I believe he even knows some personally. And it seems like that would be a type of sport that the atmosphere would be fun at the game. I know that some of our buddies have been to a couple, and I think they had a good time. Uh, Matt, Evan, they're, they're pretty hardcore followers in the Premier League. And it is fairly local from my understanding too, but – yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt, my answer to you is I'm not opposed. I just need to figure out when the game is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about it, but I respect it. I've, I've watched a few college lacrosse games here and there. Probably wouldn't go. I just Lacrosse has not been something I've ever been interested in. Well, not going. It's just watching. Yeah. I'm assuming it'll be on TV, right? Yeah, I'm more of a WNBA kind of guy. <laughs> stretch sport yeah we'll have a stretch that's like sport. my stretch five stretch five. we'll have a stretch five sports segment yeah um no i just it's as being playing baseball all my life there was always like baseball versus lacrosse it was always like it was like one or the other wait 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 that's a thing yeah yeah it's like baseball versus lacrosse yes 
in like in like school it was always like baseball players lacrosse players like because lacrosse were always like the cool kids i feel like they were always like see i played tennis in the spring so i guess we were on our own island maybe it was like us versus the shot put kids but i mean i i wouldn't you know if i if it was on and everyone else was watching it i'd let my eyes glance would you throw a unit on it a unit a whole unit i don't know about that i don't know about that let's not get carried away so but we matt we appreciate the comment and we appreciate you listening and i guess speaking of units just get right into a quick quick pick uh, update from afr first of all chase's pick has officially locked for the orioles over so chase is now one and oh congratulations what did that one out yeah waiting for that next pick from you yeah i'm gonna have to get on the horn quick with my next pick gonna ride this one out well with nfl coming up there's more opportunities i think oh yeah yeah, and Chase, with that with that win, our AFR, AFR record is now at a whopping eight and three. Two of those losses did come from me with that pending Cardinals one, but is it still? Do we know if it still is life? We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it highlighted yellow for now on our on our sheet because I'm not gonna mark it red yet. I mean, guys, eight and three. I know Ben's been carrying the load, but eight and three That's between good. three of us on straight picks—that's awesome. Yeah. I will say the Penn State, if you guys didn't see it, minus 20 and a half hit, should not have hit, but it hit. Yeah, it hit on sketchy terms, but you can cash it. Yeah, I mean, up up by, uh, I think, 16 with about 10 seconds left, and instead of kneeling down, they just ran the ball in like 10 yards for a teeter. So whoever had the other side of that game, that was a, that was a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, and I was a little mad the announcers didn't acknowledge it at all. Like, that was one where you even have to say out loud. Like, I can't believe that actually just happened. <laughs> no, for sure. We on ESPN's Bad Beat segment. But, hey, that's college, right? That matters. I mean, it's true. sometimes I wonder if, like, it'd be cool if you could – if there was a benefit to that in the NFL. Because, like, a lot of times at the end of the game, it's just running out the clock and stuff like that. But, hey, Penn State's one of those teams where – you have to go undefeated and you have to have some good wins in order to try to get into the playoffs. And so, I mean, I don't blame them for it. Yeah, but... the final score looks like they put more of a beat down on them than they really did. I mean, 14 to 7 at the half, it was pretty close game for the majority of, of the time. Yeah, and across college football as a whole on Saturday, there was teams that were in the 70s and 80 points. So, yeah, you know, it's all about – even though the BCS is gone, scoring still alive and well. Yeah. Classic, classic Penn State with that nice low-scoring defensive game. That's yeah. old-school Big Ten right there. Yeah, yeah. I just like to say too, I was kind of happy to see Clemson take the L, and in the way why. they did too. Yeah, I don't know why. I was just kind of happy to see it. Oh, and should we touch on? Should we touch on Colorado? Deion Sanders and his son throwing for 500 yards with. There's... Was that the upset of the weekend? Probably against TCU, and now they're ranked. Yeah, I mean, FSU blowing out LSU was pretty big, too. And same with Duke. But, yeah, Colorado, I would say, got a lot of people's respect. I thought it was, like, a little overhyped, though. Because, like, not for nothing, he left and took a bunch of his five-star recruits with him. So I was like, well, yeah, that's, like, a benefit to any school. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just that we're, they were 1-11 last year. and then But they had a totally new roster. So yeah, same with one and eleven. Yeah, same with Texas State. They beat uh, Baylor, I think. Oh yeah, that was a pretty big upset too. Yeah, there was a couple teams that just got Wyoming, a good win. Just like crazy though, 
It was just the whole coverage with Colorado. I feel like you couldn't escape it Saturday and Sunday. It was like, what the hell? There's literally other games that happened, and this is like not a monumental thing. But I don't know. It just made it seem like he's the only guy ever that's transferred to a, a terrible school and won their first game. I was like, this is literally what college football is now. Like, if you don't do that, like how bad would it would have been if he lost that game? I don't really understand this. They made it seem like he won the national championship in one game against TCU and it's like okay. well, I, I mean TCU got to the championship game last the national championship yeah. last year not that I mean they got destroyed now well, they their team to the draft and they didn't bring anyone else in so I was like well this is doomed for failure Dang. true yeah. true I mean yeah. you're right I'm not as hardcore in college football as you guys are and like that was the head of the news line so and it is in today's college football you can't really it's hard enough to build a team when you only get three to four years with players and now with the portal yeah definitely a little different yeah Yeah, he like took his really good players with him so i was like it's not like he it was like the way it was 10 years ago when you left and took over a new school and you can only transfer people that weren't at your school you know what i mean like the rules are so different now he could just bring everyone it's like free agency it's unlimited so like whole teams are gonna start doing that like in like future years yeah, it's going to be insane because all these conferences are collapsing in and there's only going to be two by the time it's done. And yeah, now you can just have unlimited money coming into people and buying them for four years. So as we're moving to uh, from college football, we've got the NFL this upcoming weekend. Super hyped to see uh, week one finally on the calendar. Big game on Thursday night. Football's more popular with betting. I think in general, a lot more people bet on football. Uh, I know, again, we're not big bettors here. We, Ryan talked about it. We're eight and three now. Um, this is episode 31 of the show, so it's not like we're throwing out those units. But uh, anyone have a pick for week one coming up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I, oh. Uh, I do, I do. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, and two about to be oh, and three, Ryan. So you can take this one with a grain of salt. But last week, if you listened to our show, Ben locked in his plus 1,000 Rams to win the division. And, you know, I was looking at that because the Rams over under is six and a half. I'm like, oh, I mean, that's something that they could easily blow out of the water. But I went with another long time pick for my pick this time. No, it isn't the Cardinals over 88 and a half wins. It is the Tennessee Titans over seven and a half regular season wins. Pretty sure odds might be around plus 110 for you junkies out there. But boys, let me tell you, I may be. 0-2, about to be 0-3, but over 7.5 wins is a lot. Just quickly looking at the Titans' schedule, right? I mean, they play in the AFC South. So you're going to get to play the Colts twice, and you're going to get to play the Houston Texans twice. Not saying they're going to go 4-0, but that's easily 3-1. and So right there, they're at three wins. Boom, done. Jags probably will split, probably. So there's number four. You guys know who they get to play in the NFC? They get to play the NFC South. The NFC South. Who's in the NFC South? The Bucs, that's probably a win. The Panthers, probably a win. The Falcons, probably a win. Now we're sitting at seven wins for the Titans. All I need them to do is get one more win somewhere throughout their entire rest of the schedule. They got the AFC North. I mean, maybe they could squeak one out against the Steelers or the Browns. You never know. Frable's good at playing in those tough defensive games, so... NFC North probably will not, AFC North probably will not scare them, but 
I mean, this this is just a lock. And I mean, the their first part of their schedule is the hardest. So don't get scared if they start one and three, you know, two and four. They'll battle back. They finish out the season with some easy schedule. Derrick Henry's gonna run all over this division. Jags might win it, but there ain't no way the Titans don't get eight wins. I like it. Okay, I like that. Are you Ben? Are you more confident in your Rams to win the division or my Titans over? Your Titans over. For okay, sure. that gives me some confidence. Plus a thousand is not going to be an easy feat, and now they're probably without. Co- I, I this bet was before Cooper Cup is. Was, oh, yeah. I don't even know when he's playing next. So. I wonder uh, where the tech, uh, where the Titans ranked on like strength of schedule. I never look that stuff up. I always hear people talk about it. I so saw. I think the Pats have the hardest strength of schedule. They deserve they- it. Yeah, I think the AFC uh, East. Yeah, and Chase, the Titans, you know, they play the Ravens in the London game this year, and they have the bye after that, so it couldn't come at a better time, week seven bye after a London game. Yeah. And they Then they come back and have a home game against the Falcons right out of the bye. Like, oh, um, There's a good chance the Titans beat the Ravens. They're, the Ravens are garbage when they played in London. Okay, so Chase, you're just even – Is that your pick? I don't know if it's my pick, but I'm going to be uneasy that entire week leading into that. The last time they played there, they got run all over <laughs> by the dumpy Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles, Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, the boat. And they ran a fake punt against us when they were up like 44 to 10 or something. Right, well, my I'm going with a pick, too. And I was t- I was struggling between two, so but I feel like that's not a good idea. You can always pick ask the peanut gallery, ask your folks over here. All right, I have two picks. You guys decide which one I should use. Okay. Okay. Got the Rams, Seahawks <laughs> under forty five and a half. I think the Rams are going to try to just run the ball a lot and probably, you know, do what they can to you know just with cup out. Stafford hasn't played all preseason, and I still think that Ram- the Rams have a great defense. So. I think this could just kind of be one of those grinded out type of games, which is why I like the under. The other game that I was looking at is the Cardinals Commanders. The Commanders are minus seven point favorites at home. I don't think the Cardinals and Commanders are that far apart. <laughs> no. I don't think they're a touchdown apart. So to me, that was like also an interesting one. Uh, I don't think Sam Howell's that good. Honestly, week one unders are some of my favorite picks sometimes because nowadays in the NFL, I would say so many people like betting overs in general. And week one, everyone's excited. All the bets are flowing in. Everyone's going to smash the overs, maybe even bump it up a couple points. But you have guys not playing in the preseason. Matt Stafford, like you said, has not played. Cooper Cup's not going to be there. And the Seahawks have Kenneth Walker. I mean, they like running the football. So it's not a bad pick at all. I'm not saying that the other one's not going to hit. You talked me into it. Under it is. All right. Lock it in. You didn't even hear Chase. Under two because just I don't know what to think about the Seahawks. Like Geno Smith, he obviously has. Like, can he do it for two years in a row? I don't know. He's never done it for even one year, you know. Like he did it legitimately. So can he do it again? And same with the Rams. Like I just don't think they have enough to even like – if they got the 17 points, I think that's a win for them week one. Right. Plus, got, I mean, got to put my money where their mouth is with the Rams. If I really think they're going to win that division, going to keep the game close and looking at like a, I don't know, 23-20 Rams victory. More than Cable. I mean, 24-17, like anything in that realm. And that's 
perfectly sounds like a that sounds like an NFL score of like 2012, right? So easily could be a 2023 week one score. All right, well that's my pick. Oh yeah, I love it. Anything, Chase? Um, well, I could just go with the Ravens outright. They have an amazing record against rookie quarterbacks. They play the Texans week one. So I could just back them and go with their mystique of destroying rookie quarterbacks every time they play them. They're a minus 510 favorite. <laughs> so not real action there. But hey, I mean, we're, we're not going to judge on AFR. If, if you no. want to put it in as a deadlock, you know, I'll, I'll just combine it with Chase's Seahawks Rams under. And I mean, I could just take them on the spread just to give it like actual. There's no pressure if you don't want to. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. I mean, I don't care. They have to win this game. If they go out and lose week one, we're going to have serious problems all year. I mean, it's the Texans. They have a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach. There's a lot of things green about them. So, I mean, the spread's 10 right now. Kind of feel like they should be able to handle that. Do you want like an alt, like an alt spread of like six and a half win by touchdown? Six and a half for the Ravens is minus 186. That's not bad. Okay, we can do that. Are we um, talking you into your pick? Are you no, I, like they they have to win this game. All like, right, no doubt you have to go out, Lamar. You just got a truck backed up to your house full of cash. AFR history that. here. All uh, all three of us have made a pick. Am I gonna sweat it out relentlessly for three and a half hours? Probably. Yeah, and from cutting it close with our sketchy picks, you know, all three of us throwing something out week one. Mine won't settle till. Hopefully week eight when the Texans or the Titans go eight now. And wow. That's but but regardless, yeah, from cutting these bets close to a brand new segment, boys, that we're gonna introduce this week on AFR episode 31. And it's called Keep and Cut. All right, so pretty simple how it goes. And you two are gonna do, I mean, you're not you're not working together, but you both are going to be working off the same board. What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw up a list of eight quarterbacks. Um, I do not think any of them are currently a QB now. So all former quarterbacks at this time, it'll be a list of eight. And what you're going to do is you're going to take turns and you can either choose to keep a QB or cut a QB. So you're going to look at the list. Anyone you definitely want on that list, anyone you definitely want off, you can go cut every time. You can go keep, cut, keep, cut. Doesn't matter. But yeah, let, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's go. So first, we're going to throw up the list. So here's the list. We got eight QBs, pretty nominal QBs from the years 2000 all the way through, you know, even last year. The eight players are, for everyone listening, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, Donovan McNabb, Big Ben, Philip Rivers, and Kurt Warner. Manning, Brady, Favre, Breeze, McNabb, Big Ben, Rivers, Warner. And so you guys, however you want to do it, you're going to take turns and you're going to cut someone or keep someone. You can do however you want. Who's up first? Is there a certain amount we have to end with? You Once you're done. So you just have to have, oh, you have to have four keeps. Four keeps. Four okay. keeps, but it don't matter. And you guys aren't working together. So one of you just go. If there's anyone you want gone, anyone you definitely want to keep before the other person cuts them. I'll go first. I'm going to keep Peyton Manning. All right, why are you keeping him? Just just because? I think he's the best regular season quarterback. Of all time yeah, or this list? Of all time. Okay, okay. So a Regular clean, season quarterback. A quick keep, Peyton. That's one keep down. Three more open. 
What are you feeling, Chase? Brady, Far, Breeze, McNabb, Big Ben, Rivers, Warner. I'm gonna keep Breeze. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, he was also reliable. Almost came to the point of people thinking he wasn't gonna be able to play again and had a surgery and came back and was still successful after that. Got robbed of maybe even playing in a Super Bowl by a terrible official call. So, you know, could have had that on his resume. But, yeah, I think he's just a good player. All right. All right. There's only two keeps left, Ben. So, yeah, I'm going to cut Phillip Rivers. Oh, the first cut of the day. Ben, what the heck? I just, he's not that good. That's your only reason. Yeah. He's just, he's just kept playing football to get a paycheck for all of his 10 kids. (laughs) I'm going to cut Donovan then because. He's pretty garbage on the moment, and the pressure's high. He just didn't ever seem to capture that. That's fire to my old team. Yeah. All he right, so we got there. He just could never do the dance. So we got we got four left: Brady, Favre, Big Ben, and Kurt Warner. Two keeps available. Two cuts available. I'm going ahead and cutting Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's is it because of the Jets scandal, or just not a big fan of him in general? I mean, he he was. He's just garbage. I don't like him. This one might seem uh, like a trader of the state type move, but I'm going to have to keep Big Ben. Oh, Chase, I thought you were going to go on a rant by dropping him. God, I hate him, but there were so many times where I just had to respect the play he would make, considering he's a giant tank of a human, can't run, but somehow he would have the longest scrambles ever. So if anyone could ever extend a play, Big Ben has to be a, an honorable consideration. For never being a running quarterback, he could always do something with it. And won a Super Bowl, obviously. Played a really long time. Not without scandal, but whatever. That's off the field. There's a few of these guys with some scandal. It's okay. Yeah. Well, shocking, yeah, shocking move, I would say. Yeah. All right, well. And this is intense. No one has gone near Brady, and I – <laughs> no one wants to keep him, but no one wants to be the guy to cut some. And I mean, you guys can decide there's two left. So one of you guys, if, if you guys want to try to do this together or, you know, Ben, if you're just going to pull the plug. Then... Well, I have to keep someone. Yeah, you do. I'm keeping Kurt Warner. I think he's, I think he's an underrated quarterback overall. Um, I think him and the uh, Larry Fitzgerald connection was pretty solid. Yeah. And, yeah. So that just leaves one. Yeah, See you, Tom. <laughs> Chase, you want to do the honors of cutting old Tommy boy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably the greatest quarterback ever. We got to see his entire career, which is pretty special, too, that we actually got to see all of these guys play out their entire careers. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this one time he doesn't really get to be the best. So, suck it. Yeah, yeah so there you have it. They kept Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Big Ben, and Kurt Warner. Cut Brady, Favre, McNabb, and Rivers. And ultimately, I, I like this. I feel like Manning, Breeze, and Ben were like three staple QBs of us growing up. And I respect keeping them all. It would be fun to do a simulation on the eight quarterbacks with the exact same offenses, just different quarterbacks, and see who wins. Oh, that would be awesome. Also, we should see what um Manning, Breeze, and – um. Roethlisberger's records are against Brady. That's that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if that's hard to do. No. Did that's Kirk like Nick Foles having a winning record against Tom Brady, and he just never acknowledges it ever. All right, so we just did a quick search, and uh, Peyton Manning versus Brady. So Brady is 11-6 and six against Manning. 
eight and four against him when he was on the Colts and three and two against him when he was on the Broncos. So then I think, Ryan, you had a Breeze and Brady. What was the record there? Drew Breeze has a three and two record over Tom Brady, winning record. Okay. And he got Tom's number more than Tom did. Okay. How about Big Ben? Yeah, said it was eight and two against Big Ben, Tom Brady. Oof. Couldn't get the job done. Yeah. Really hammered him every time. All right. Well, that was a fun, that was a fun little segment, Ryan. Thanks for uh putting that together. So, you know, excited for week one, got some picks, and we'll be back here next week sometime to uh talk about how all that went. Quick little segment as we're getting towards the end. Random box score. You know we always enjoy this. And we are going to just get right into this one. That's uh I'm gonna start with a. I'm gonna start with baseball. It's gonna go okay. right there. We've been talking about football, so I'll do the year 2007. I love it. Okay. Oh, we're going 2007 baseball, the Japanese league. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what games or teams to pick. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna go 2007 Japanese fighters. What? Go to- Nippon ham fighters. Okay. All right, so we're going to the 2007 Nippon hand fighters. I don't think I'm spelling this right. Dang, they were they were won the division. All right, let's pick a. I don't I don't really know how to pick a random game here. Go uh, to the championship. They had to be in it. That, that doesn't mean just because they won their division, they had to be in it. Then it's the Nippon hand. Oh, you Darvish was. Wait, let's see their team real quick. That's what I'm trying to figure. Oh, is this it? This is yeah. 2008. 2008 Nippenham Fighters, but we'll do, we're gonna go with that. All right, they got you, Darvish, Brian Sweeney. <laughs> oh, Brian Sweeney, I'm pretty sure he was on the Phillies for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> we <do> something else. <laughs> literally the same, <laughs> like Mitch Jones. <laughs> right, we'll start over. We'll start over. We'll start over. They did. Also, they lost the champ, the game five of their championship. Darvish got the L. They lost one nothing though. Oof. I wonder if he gave up a solo shot. Whatever this team. I don't even know how to look up the box scores, dude. You got to go type <laughs> it in. You got to go to the website of this league, bro. MLB.com has one. All right. Game five of the 2007, what is this? 2007 Nippon Series uh, championship. Is it, is, am I saying that right? Is it just a Japanese league? Yeah. Oh, it says here in one of the most controversial decisions ever in Japanese series history, manager. Hiro Tsuma or something. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. He just say, just say pulled his pitcher with one inning away from a perfect game in the eighth inning. Wow. So they, they finished the game with a no-hitter. I don't know if No, they... for the perfect game. Their first. Oh, they did? Yeah, the closer they came in and finished off the first perfect game in series history. And the first combined perfect game in the 71-year history of Nippon Pro Baseball. And that was that other team's first uh, uh, championship in 53 years. Oh, wow. my goodness. And you, Darvish, took the loss. So there's actually more going on here than we than I thought. I mean, he was only at 86 pitches and through eight. But on the other hand, they won. The, they won. So that's just that's good. That's tough. That is if I don't. That's crazy. Just oh. find highlights of this game real quick. What do you say? We should try to find some highlights of this game real quick. Yeah. Now let's we'll look at that as soon as we're done. Um, maybe we can post them onto our social media. Yeah. That's a crazy stat. I did not 
know any of that. What are the odds we just stumbled into one of the most controversial games ever in Japanese yeah. league history? All right, 2007 uh, Japanese baseball. Random box score segment, always interesting here in AFR. I've just been waiting. I've been cooking up. We've been doing this segment more and more, and I was like, I need to throw out a random league at some point. And I figured baseball, we'd have a shot, and Brian Sweeney, you know, you Darvish, some notable players from that time. Awesome. Well, and, you know, as we're talking about Japanese baseball, quickly talk about a little uh, Major League Baseball as we wrap it up. You know, the you know the su- most surprising thing so far to me is now the Cubs are now one and a half games back in the division, the AL cent- or the NL Central. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I would agree that's a surprise too. Yeah, I mean, that NL Central just every top to bottom is, is pretty uh, crazy. And I mean, there's some divisions you already know what's going to happen, but uh, Phillies look good. Still got Schwarber chilling in that leadoff spot. So I don't want to hear any more crap about Curtis Granderson. I'm no not more happy about No more it. crap. You know, by the way, Schwarber has 40 home runs and 39 singles. One of the weirdest statistical seasons by a baseball player ever. It's so weird. Dude is hitting 190 still. It he is has so more weird. homers than singles. Yeah. And there's not even a shift. I know. It is it is the it is a mind boggling season. I would love someone like really good in analytics to just do a deep dive if, into if it. If this was any year before like twenty twenty, there's no way he would probably be lead off still, and there's no way he would be playing as much as he does, right? Like I feel like that's just a today's MLB thing. Like if, if Schwarber was playing in like nineteen fifty eight right now, I feel like he's benched. It's this so is a crazier weird. season than some of like Adam Dunn's like really insane seasons. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't, it just, it's crazy to see someone hitting 190, but then also his on base is really good. Like, it's just, it's such a weird season for him. Yeah, it's just his batting average is poop. And he's got a zero war. <laughs> got exactly a zero war. Not positive, not negative, just zero. That's crazy. Also, I have to uh, applaud Trey Turner. He has recaptured himself from the World Baseball Classic. And I don't think it could have come at a better time. He's finally, I mean, he's also just a player who's a baseball car guy. Whatever his stats say on the back is probably what he's going to end up being. And even though he started the season slow, he's probably going to end up with still having, you know, career totals. So really good to see. It's really nice and reassuring that this entire team can just go off at any point. Even if they're down three, they can erase that and drop a seven spot on somebody. So they're definitely a team that probably leads the league in crooked innings so far, and especially come uh, comeback wins after the seventh. But it's really good to see, and um, you know, makes gives me hope towards the playoffs. I mean, as much as I shit on Schwarber, that's working for him. So yeah, I'm not thrilled about it, but that's just crazy. He has more home runs than singles. That's insane. Yeah, and let's just we gotta. I feel like we need to circle back on to the NC Central because right now. The playoffs started today. The Brewers win it, and the Cubs and the Reds both are in the wild card. The playoffs started today. They would have three teams, and I thought by far they would have only the Cardinals and no one else. Okay, Mets only seven and a half back. Okay, we can get out of the run here. Yeah, that is crazy. The you look at the you look at those rosters at opening day. You would never think that this is where they'd be, and the Reds have had everyone come up and perform. Oh, also, this is a great time to continue to destroy the Angels because they put everyone on waivers to save themselves yep. for not having to pay the salary tax. And they got everyone claimed except for one, Randall Gritchick, who was just enough salary to keep them in the 
tag. So they didn't even, <laughs> by doing all of that unnecessary shedding, didn't even work. So again, the Angels are more and more turning into the Cleveland Browns with baseball. Again, I'm going to double down on the worst trade deadline by a team in the history of baseball. Not bad. Not bad. It's infuriating. Bad. Poor, I mean, Mike Trout, you're going to start seeing rumors this offseason of him asking for a trade. The, the baseball should legitimately suspend the Angels for one year. <laughs> I'm going to miss them. Releg- relegate them? Yeah, like, just be like, you can't, you're still a professional team, you're still a member, but you're just not going to, you're not going to play next year. It's embarrassing. It's ruining the brand. I like that. They should bring a positive. That's great. They can make their triple A team for just one year is the, is the major league team. And then like they're the Salt Lake bees. So who it would be fun to have like professional baseball team in Salt Lake city. I would, I I would rather see that at this point. All right. So just angels are done and Salt Lake city bees are the new team now. Just for one year, till the yeah. Angels get their act together. And maybe if it works out, maybe it's permanent. <laughs> oh my God. The Angels just need to be in timeout. They they really ruin things. The Dodgers are the team. that Los Angeles Angels anyway aren't even in Los Angeles. They're just like, they're the little brother. Anaheim, right? No, I think they just wanted to keep Los Angeles. And then they're like, of oh, Anaheim. <laughs> it's like, no, that's... Well, they were in Anaheim, but then... That's literally like the Jets being called the New York... The New York they Jersey just, Jets. So they just rebranded themselves. They still play in Anaheim. I still don't. I still hate that the Giants and the Jets are in New York. They play in New Jersey. The Nets in the <laughs> NBA were the New Jersey Nets, and no one had a problem with it. I just don't get it. Like, I, I was at a game. I pulled up to the game, and on the way there, I saw a Welcome to New Jersey sign, and I never saw a Welcome to New York. So... So, so the Bills are the only the uh, Bills are the only ones and they don't even go by New York either. I will say for the just to briefly touch on the Mets, um Kode Singa has been really good. He's probably top five rookie of the year and top five in Cy Young at this point. I mean his ERA is almost below three now. He's been doing really well and he's been a steal for them. So that might that might even help them get the Japanese pitcher, the free agent coming this next offseason. Maybe they'll help them get him as well. The big, big Japanese pitcher coming over again. Is that the Mets guy you just mentioned? Is that the guy that has like the intense pitch? Like he's the- got the ghost fork ball. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Also, we're just going all over the place in the MLB right now. But like three or four weeks ago, when we were talking about most surprised teams in the league, and Ben and I argued because I said the Rangers, and he's like. I knew they were going to be this good. And I was like, well, I didn't. And they're actually this good. Well, right now they're in the last wild card spot, but it's sketchy. They've, <laughs> they've gone on a complete they've struggle. They've been spiraling for the Max Scherzer effect. The Max Scherzer effect is real. And right now they're tied with the Blue Jays for that last spot. And it is sketchy. I don't even know if they're going to get in. And the Blue Jays won their like last seven to ten or something like that. Yeah, and ahead of them is the Mariners who have just been on fire. It's... Yeah, and the, I mean the Rays are basically locked in. Them and them or the Orioles will have the top spot. So yeah. it is sketchy. It is sketch. Tonight is a Verlander Scherzer matchup. Oh, I hope they get in a fist fight. Didn't think, didn't <laughs> see that one coming before the season started. <laughs> that was a twist. Yeah. 
you know what hapless they're gonna look at a face each other <laughs> that's cr- i wonder if they've actually ever really faced each other before because Verlander spent most of his career in the american league and scherzer spent most of his well they both were on the same team too with the, the tigers all the tigers and all immaculate grid players tigers yeah. and nets yeah. Mets, you got some options that's true. I just think it shares are on the Nationals, but you're right. They both were there. Never mind. The fact that that team never won a championship is insane. A prime Miggy, Scherzer, Verlander, insane. Victor Martinez is on that team. I don't want to. Ordonez. Ordonez. They literally just had hitters. Yeah. They feel like they should have won. Curtis Granderson, wasn't he a part of those teams? I think so. Brandon Inge, maybe. Not that he yeah. was. That's the crazy part. I mean, that's the one thing. Football has unpredictability because of, like, calls and injuries sometimes, but baseball is just unpredictable in so many aspects. Like you could have every piece, and you don't have a cl- you don't have a setup guy, so then you can never use your closer. I mean, they killed the Mets this year, and just – Oh, yeah. The unpredictability in baseball is – that's why it's so much fun. Like, regardless – I know they play so many games, right, but – it always comes down to game 162, and you just never know if you get into the playoffs. Those series, I mean, that's the sport should have more seven-game series. NBA, four seven-game series is insane. Baseball, if anything, could do more playoff games. They yeah. could shrink the regular season a couple games. and because They should do nine-game series. That would be dope. A World I'd Series is best of nine. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh-huh. Oh, that'd be yeah, – oh. They mm-hmm. should. I mean, sure. if the NBA is going to play four best of sevens, why not? Make like the first four games double headers. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Can you imagine if you had your stuff like Madison Bumgarner like pitching eight innings the first, and then he still comes in to close out the second? <laughs> and what if they like expanded the rosters for the World Series so you could call up like five more people? That's true. Just with the way managers are fa- – like, I don't know if they would use them. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. We appreciate everyone for listening, as always. Episode 31, about to be over. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, all the socials. We appreciate all of you, and we're going to be back next week for another awesome episode. See ya. Deuces. Have fun week one.